Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination. Com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahachko, joined, as always, by my brother in goatee. He is John. Damn, Johnston. John, I like your goatee. I like that it's a lot grayer than mine, but... Uh, Do you? Yeah. Because uh, there's sometimes I think I look like a terrorist. Nope. <laughs> nope. We don't even get to make those jokes anymore, John. It's 2020. Oh, well, what? Are, yes, we do, don't we? No. What jokes can we make then? None. Somebody, every joke offends somebody, so you can't you can't say anything that might offend anybody. That's not true. The South Park motherfuckers get away with everything. Yeah, you but, know why they get they away have, with it? You because know they have why a lot they more money. They have a lot more money and uh, no, that's higher not paid why attorneys. Because they, get away with it. they don't care. Advice to all you younger people: if you're going to start your career. And pretend to be a nice person and be it like, I don't know, go out and start talking in front of people, writing, doing any kind of content creation. And you start your career as that really nice person. And then you turn into an asshole. That's when people get mad at you. If you start out as a complete asshole, they go, well, of course he said that. He's an asshole. You can get away with anything. I'm glad you mentioned that, John. Well, not everything, but, you know, pretty, pretty fucking close to it. We we had we had some feedback from last week's show, and a friend of the show Josh uh, says that that the red assed John Johnston is what's best for business. I I don't know what red assed means. It means that uh, you get fired up and pissed off a lot. Oh, okay. So uh, when 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 he says when John Johnston goes on his rants, that's the best part of the show every week. Okay. So just just wanted you to know. And also joining us this week on the Five Heart Podcast, he's a regular member and contributor, of course, at uh, uh, Coronation dot com and a podcast host in his own right here on Coronation with the Counter Bootleg which is 10 to 11 minutes of no fluff, all football. He is Nate McHugh. Hi, Nate. Hey, guys. Thanks for letting me come on again. I mean, it's less let you and more thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, sit and visit with us about things that both include Nebraska football, but also some of that fluff that I know you hate. No, I... Okay, just so I can set this straight. <laughs> I actually really enjoy fluff. I actually really do. Um, but I thought if I were to have a podcast that I could record, oh, I don't know, over my lunch hour or like right after work, that would probably have to be different. And obviously if I'm by myself. So I thought, you know, because I get the, uh, I listen to the Wall Street Journal What's News podcast and it's like 14 minutes. And it's just boom news, and that's it. And I'm like, maybe some people would enjoy just a 
quick 10-minute podcast on Nebraska football. And so that's kind of my, you know, it's something a little different. And that's all. If people don't want it, then whatever. But so far, it seems like it's been somewhat successful. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're out there doing it. Uh, if you would do it more often, that'd be even better. But I also understand. <laughs> I also understand the uh, time constraints of you know trying. I to was eat. supposed to do that, and then I forgot. Like I do everything else. Yeah, but John, you're you're. I I listened. By the way, uh, we dropped a new. We're recording this Thursday. Uh, remember, remember the fifth of November, uh, and we dropped a new episode of uh, John's Post Life Crisis this morning, and it was with uh, Maya Washington, who is a filmmaker and a daughter of Gene Washington, who. Uh, did not play at Nebraska, nay, nay, played at Michigan State, but uh, the film, the documentary that uh, she uh, created uh, is hitting Big Ten Network on the uh, 10th of November. So check that out. Be looking for that. It's all about kind of breaking down some of those uh, 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 racial uh, walls back in, in the 60s and how uh, a, a black man from outside of Houston, Texas, gets recruited to play you know football in east lansing michigan uh really fantastic uh podcast john so uh everybody need to make sure if you haven't yet you check that out so here here's the thing with that when people talk about when historian when historians go back and they look at college football and racial integration what they point to is the 1970 usc alabama game where sam bam cunningham fucking killed Alabama and he was from USC and they give Paul Bear Bryant credit for integrating his team after that. And this has always pissed me off because Paul Bear Bryant was years later in integrating his teams. And it's a complete fucking myth that Paul Bear Bryant was responsible in any way for the racial integration of college football. And but people have propagated it. Why? Because Billy, you know, because people still believe all those Billy the Kid stories. You know, when you want to be larger than life, what you do is you go back and change history, and you change history as it's as it's happening around you, and you bullshit your way into things you never were. And Paul Bear Bryant was never at the forefront of civil rights. He was never at the forefront of integration. So fuck that guy. I mean, you know, fuck Alabama for trying to steal everything. They do. They, they count like 21 national titles. Uh, anyway, this is a Nebraska podcast. I get all cranky about Alabama because, you know, the, the part that really bugs me about Alabama is <laughs> Alabama is a damn good program. They don't need to make shit up, and they still do. And that it, it amazes me. You know, are you that insecure, you fucking people in Alabama? You have to make shit up. You have the best college football coach in the history of the game right now. And you're perennially winning tons of games. But no, you have to still go back and make shit up. So that your little, I guess your little tiny penises, you know, making up for that. I don't know what the hell the deal is. What do we, we got the nerds this week. The nerds from Northwestern. Before we... I, I, I just want to say, uh, again, check out John's podcast. Check out Counter Bootleg, uh, our podcast buddies at, uh, of Bangerings and Daggers, who Nate could be, 
uh, recording with right now because they're recording at the same time. However, he chose to be on the winning team, and that's the Five Heart Podcast. But if you want to listen to uh, Kevin Knight and Patrick Gerhart talk about Nebraska ball, uh, you can uh, definitely check that out. I joked with them that we'll, we'll put podcast or we'll publish that podcast on uh, Sunday, but in reality, we'll have that one for you Saturday before kickoff. So uh, be be looking for a new of bangerings and daggers this weekend as well. Uh, yes, Nate. So um, I was at last week when John was talking about that somebody needs that if a father doesn't teach his children to swear that he's going to take that role. Well, as I have been <laughs> scrambling to get my headphones set up, he has been teaching my son swear words that he's, <laughs> my son has probably never heard. Never so, heard. Uh, now I'm sure he's never heard them. I promise you, I do not swear in front of my children, except for. So you're saying your wife swears more than you. <laughs> no, she never did. We, we actually don't. We did a pretty good job. Last time I swore was when my ladder fell on my feet. So, oh, what'd you probably, say? Poopy, poopy? Yeah, I said, oh, poopy, poopy. That hurts really bad. Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so go ahead. The nerds, go ahead. Yeah, we, we had, again, an unexpected bye week. Um, like, nobody likes how that went down, but uh, Wisconsin as a program has their numbers have escalated even further in the last week. So they're not in good shape that their game this weekend is also canceled. Um, so I, the way I see it, they're probably out of the running in the West, which means that it's ours for the taking. And we get to do a battle with a West division foe in Northwestern on Saturday. It's another away game. We haven't played in front of a home crowd. Well, I should say we, we're not going to play in front of a home crowd. Uh, but, yeah, we haven't played at Memorial Stadium in a good fair time. And here we are going to Evanston on Saturday. So that's where we're at. Take it away, esteemed panel. Well, I guess one thing that's kind of disappointing about this upcoming game is that Nebraska fans won't be able to go into Evanston, into Chicago, and take over the Northwestern Stadium, Ryan Field, because nobody allowed to be there. Yeah. And in Illinois, things are not any better than in Wisconsin, I don't think, except that, well, I don't, as an Illinois resident, I don't want to muddy the murky waters of the uh, crazy week that we've had. In, in, in the news cycle, so we'll just leave that one alone. Um, but yeah, well, no. I think in terms, before we get to the Northwestern games, I, I think in, in terms of COVID, I don't know what's going on down in Nebraska, but Minnesota is starting to blow up itself. So uh, things are getting a little dicey here. I would be, I you know, I think they, I said at one point that the worst thing about the 2020 season would be of if the only game we got to play was against Ohio State. So, yeah, hopefully we'll get this game in this weekend against the Nerds. And the problem with the Nerds is uh, they are 2-0. and They destroyed Maryland, and then they beat Iowa 21-20 to last weekend. Did you guys watch that game at all? A little bit. It, uh, it was your typical Northwestern rock fight game. And they were down 17-0 to, to start the game. And then 
Iowa, you know, they get one more field goal and then they don't score and uh, and Northwestern wins by one, you know. I I don't know and I don't know what to take from that at all actually. They're better rock it, fighters than Iowa. <laughs> yeah, I don't know is Iowa I mean Iowa's own too. I mean, we don't really know how good we really don't know how good anybody is besides Ohio State, right? No. So we don't. Uh, we know that Minnesota's defense is uh yeah, pretty non-existent. J- PJ Fleck runs down the field ba- faster than anyone on his defense. Uh, we know that Illinois' defense is good at social distancing with receivers. <laughs> we don't know anything about Michigan because we thought that Michigan was a world beater against Minnesota, and then they turn around and lose to Michigan State. And then Michigan State loses to Rutgers, and then they beat Michigan. Maryland gets destroyed by Northwestern, and then they annihilate Minnesota. You know what they don't have, right? They don't have will. (laughs) You know, I'm thinking that none of the teams that I've mentioned have any will, with the exception that you mentioned Ohio State. And And Nebraska. They have taken all the will, all of it, that the other Big Ten teams don't have this year. Ohio State has taken it. Nebraska needs to make sure that they that they bring it upon themselves. And uh, Nate, did you watch Scott's? Since we're on a first name basis with Scott Frost, did you watch Scott's press? <laughs> My God, English is up. Yes, tonight. Did you, today? did you watch his press conference today? I did. What did you think? <laughs> I felt he was. I don't. Know, I felt. It was weird. It was, it was six minutes and 27 seconds long. And Scott didn't shut the conference down. It was, uh, I don't know his name. I should know it. But he's Keith? the one that was, who? Keith. Is it, is that Keith Mann? Keith Mann's the said. Jeremy Foote was there too, but. But who's the one that comes in and says, all right, um, now we have Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald. Who is that? Oh, I know. I wasn't paying attention to that. Okay. Well, you know, it was like after six, you know, six minutes, six and a half minutes, I'll say, all right, well, that's it. Uh, And he just leaves. I thought, I don't know. I, maybe that's all the time they had. Who knows? I don't know. I, uh, I guess the good news, and it it was funny. I think the first question was about the, the, the young 2020 wide receivers and, his answer, he started talking about, you know, well, they're really coming along. They're getting really close. Um, the ones who haven't made it onto the field, there's a lot of reasons, both things they could and, could and couldn't control, which would include, and he said, uh, oh, geez, uh, the virus was one, injuries, absences, and I think there was a fourth one I can't think of now. And he said, you know, but I think we're getting really close. And then at the end he goes, Oh, uh, Omar is good to go. And that's the end of the question. Or the, sorry, the end of the answer. And I was like, it's like, you know, he's just kind of dangling. He's just messing with, you know, he's like, I know you're, he's, he knows the question was about Omar Manning. You know, is he going to play? And supposedly he's good to go this weekend. Does that mean he's going to be on there for every snap? I I would say no. Oh, boo. Oh, I, 
Because this doesn't seem – I mean, if he's on there, if he's the starter and he plays like every offensive snap type of deal for like 75% of the snaps, then that just means he was probably in the doghouse last week where he doesn't even make the traveling team, you know. And – not sorry, not last week, two weeks ago. And you have guys – walk-ons you have guys that shouldn't even be on the field at this point playing against ohio state and you have omar manning sitting at home so he must have been in the doghouse he must not have been willing to do whatever is required to get on the field and maybe not even making the traveling team all seems like oh crap I, scott know. scott did uh, indicate that in a previous press conference that uh, if you don't block there's no rock which means basically if you're not going to be if you're going to be a receiver not block then get the hell off the field i got the i got the impression from scott frost that uh the first question was from parker gabriel and he said he asked about the travel roster going to ohio state and that they played 60 guys and i really got when Scott Frost first started talking, I got the idea that he just wanted to say, fuck you guys. I want to go play football. You know what I mean? He didn't want to be there. He didn't answer these stupid ass questions. He just was like, you know, he indicated that later on in, in a question that uh, he seemed exasperated with the fact that they haven't gotten be, been able to play football a lot. I mean, they had one game with Ohio state. They, you know, missed a bowl game last year, so they missed a whole gob of practices. They missed spring ball, so they missed a gob of practices. <clears throat> I believe the exact quote was, you only get player better by playing a game. And uh, I don't know. I, I thought he was he was visibly frustrated. Yeah, and, uh, and that's, that's understandable for all the reasons that you said. I mean, and, you know, I, that's why I – I'm coming into this week with an abundance of confidence, which is always tough against Northwestern because it's always a some bass backwards, you know, type of football game where it comes down to a hail mary or a field goal or overtime or something like that. I mean, it's just I don't know. I, I've got a feeling about this week's game. Obviously, we do predictions at the end, uh, so so we'll save it for that. But uh, I got I, I just feel like there's so much. I don't know if it pressures the right word, but there's so much energy, so much uh, excitement to just get on the on the football field and prove what this team's capable of. And it's tough to to go out and do that, you know, week one kind of a cold start uh, against Ohio State, who's you know a favorite to make the the college football playoff. So I, I just think that they're ready to get out and and show what they can do. Um, and I think missing the Wisconsin game, I I, I think they would have beat Wisconsin. Um, so I think they're just anxious to get out there. They got six more, uh, you know, regular season games and, and then they go on to whatever they, whatever happens there in, uh, December. I got a question for both of you. Okay. When was the last time a player had this much anticipation as Omar Manning? Should I be doing the Jeopardy thing? Something? You might um, have to. Wandale? Um, no. No. No? Do you have someone in mind? No. Team, Ma- Team Magic. It might be Taylor Martinez. I mean, are, you've are, been are, hearing about him and – go ahead. Do, I would Sorry. say, do you mean coming in 
having never played at Nebraska before, not, you know, like after a strong freshman year or sophomore year and seeing what they do coming back. Oh, the first time a guy shows up. Oh, my God, wait till this guy plays. He's going to be the most fantastic lights guy out guy ever. That's where we're at with Omar Manning. I, st- I still say Wandale. If we can get him on the field, we can crush everything in sight. I still say you Wandale. Know, that's going to be attitude. I still say Wandale Robinson. I, I, I think when you go back to what was leading up to uh, hearing about Taylor Martinez, I thought you were they called Tanner him Lee. Key Magic. You know that there's something special there, and then you know, and then the first game. I mean that that that, that for his first season was just you know nuts. I think that's my pick. I don't know. I'm not saying that Wandale's wrong. I have no. Idea. I mean, uh, that's Thunder a good Collins? question. I, I think Collins. <laughs> that's that's back there, man. It, uh, it's, it it's a very oh. it's a very subjective question. It's back John. there for you, young people. How about <laughs> our favorite quarterback who's ruined NCAA football? And uh, on PlayStation, Sam oh. Keller. What's his name? Sam Joe um, Barrett. Joe Burrow. Sam Keller. No, Sam Keller. Jeez, how many <laughs> times do I have to say it? Transfer from uh, Arizona, Arizona State. State. Yeah. And you know it's interesting, and this is about football. That uh, Joe Gans was on Nick Boz podcast, and essentially. And Bo Rude had said the same thing is that there was a battle between Joe Gans and um, Sam. Uh, say it again. Sam, oh, the Keller. Sam Keller. And that Joe Gans clearly outplayed him. Outplayed Sam Keller. And that, you know, that he, the team was just like, what the, you know, what the F when they said, oh, Sam Keller is going to be a starting quarterback. And it's all based off of his game against USC when he was at Arizona State because we were going to play USC, right? And we found Who out was the that head one, coach then that Bill, was Billy uh, C. <clears throat> Bill Kellyan. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Callahan? yeah, Bill Callahan. He, yeah, he, uh, John. He was the head coach after um, the Solich. Is that who that was? Yeah. I can't tell if you're faking or if you if you just have, have gaps in the early aughts. <laughs> they legalized marijuana in Nebraska this week, and you're starting right away, aren't you? And I found out that I can smoke crack in Oregon, so this is amazing. Yep. And shrooms and do all this stuff. So, so really, we don't, we don't remember when the last time a player got this much hype. No, I, mean, I think saying, we do. We yeah. just disagree. What's your answer to that question? I, I'm the guy that's been dead and has the shitty memory. I, I pulled that Thunder Collins for God's sake. I think it's Sam Keller, or I think because I remember you kept on seeing the highlights from the USC game. Team Magic was kind of, right. you know, and but Wandale was, you know, he he's, but I don't know. Wandale came in and and he was, uh, and this was, of course, he's a year younger than uh, Rondale Moore, so. Uh, there was they were drawing similarities, and everybody saw what Moore did as a true freshman at Purdue. So they hoped that there would be you know similar uh, success for uh, Wandale at Nebraska, and it's been a little slower start. But you know we'll we'll get there. He's young yet. If if Omar Manning 
proves to be one-third the player that we expect him to be. You're going to have Omar Manning, Adrian, Luke, and Wandale all on the same offense. And Kate Warner. Diedrich, no. Diedrich Mills. Yeah, well, he's not an explosion. Okay, well, um... He's a good running back, but he is not an explosion. And Cade right. Warner is a good, good receiver, but not an explosion. I'm terrible with names. Who's Jack backup Stoll. Running back? Backup running back. Uh, uh, Ramir Johnson? No, not, uh, no, not Ra- quarantine. Ronald Tompkins? Yeah, Ronald Tompkins. I think he looked really good. I do, too. And looked, I think he... looks speedy. Yes, and he looks like he doesn't have to run... Like, he doesn't have to try hard to... He stiff-armed that uh, Ohio State defensive player when he was like three yards behind the line and still got like a five-yard gain. I mean, if that was last year, if he would have got met, you know, three yards behind the line, we probably would have lost 15 yards. <laughs> you know, that's how last year went. Right. That's a, that, yeah, that's yeah, a man straight right there. Now, Jack Stoll is out. Yeah. Not for the whole season yet, though. Right. Yeah, did they ever? Did they ever disclose what the injury was? Besides, like lower. I mean, you just think it's a knee hyperextended knee. Right. I would think. With no. Strained NCL. Is that what? Patella. It? No? Yeah. They have it. to cut the leg off. Is that what it is? Is that? We're just gonna. He has a he has a strained mollusk. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say honestly. I I I thought you were gonna say he has a strained mullet from last year. <laughs> <laughs> they, they Scott say Scott is very tight lipped when it comes to just about everything. I someone in Slack today made the comment that he doesn't comment on injuries unless it's season ending, right? So, but he did say Luke Rymers, who's going to be there for Northwestern, is an ankle injury, and I thought, oh, I think Scott slipped up a little bit there, you know, because I don't think he usually, he's he's a little banged up, you know, type of deal. He actually said ankle injury. Do you, do you feel like uh, the way that conference got uh, conference call at it, I should say uh, press conference got shut down at the uh, end of the revelation of Omar Manning being ready to go? You think that was like the the mic drop moment? You're like, uh, like, oh no, oh, that was that was an early question. Oh, it was okay. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I miss I misunderstood. I didn't listen to it. And I misunderstood the way the way it sounded in the conversation it's, here. So it just apologies. seemed like. Like they had, like maybe I don't. Did they travel today? Obviously, they probably did. Yeah. And so maybe they had to get on the plane, you know, type of deal. I don't know. It was like usually they're like fifteen minutes long, right? Yeah. Like fifteen to twenty minutes long, and when it's six, I wonder if the members of the media are like, oh, okay, you know, because I don't even know if Mitch there were Sherman not got a lot a of them, There were not a lot of them present. Oh, maybe that's why. Maybe they each got their own question, type of deal. Maybe, uh, maybe Scott's only <laughs> answering the questions in uh, in relation to how many media members are there. What? Only five of you here? All right, you get five minutes. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a ridiculous statement to make, Greg. Gosh, you're so dumb. So, what do we know about Northwestern besides the fact that uh, you know they played Iowa tight and they they uh, boat raced uh, Maryland, which is not difficult. Yeah, John, I'd like to hear that. I'd like to hear what? What we know about Northwestern? <laughs> they're the same. They're the same rock fighting sons of bitches they've been for uh, since Pat Fitzgerald started coaching them. Okay, and, uh, who, who maybe, are, maybe 
You talk Maybe to we should... Eli from Northwestern. Who who are some key names that we need to be on the lookout for? They have a new quarterback this year, do they not? Yeah, they don't they have Peyton Ramsey? Sure. I don't know. Yes. Who did they have last year? Thornton or Thorson or Yeah, Clayton Thornton. Thank you. Is he playing at the next level? I, he's on a team, I think. I what the hell? I barely follow Nebraska players that go into the NFL. <laughs> What the hell you want from me? I want answers. No, I mean, Northwestern, Northwestern's got uh, Peyton Ramsey, played for Indiana last year. He did a grad transfer to uh, Northwestern this year, and he beat out uh, a former five-star ranked recruit named Hunter Johnson that transferred to Northwestern from Clemson. Huh. So I think it's the fact that Peyton Ramsey is just – uh, maybe he's used to playing in the Big Ten, or maybe the other kid hasn't caught on enough, or maybe the other kid is uh, studying uh, quantum mechanics and That's put more faith is. in his studies than he is his football. Uh, but, by the uh, way, Clayton Clayton Thorson uh, is uh, he was drafted. Wow, I'm I'm way behind because he was drafted in 2019 uh, by the Eagles, and now he's on the Giants roster. So. Uh, I, I, okay. I don't know who they had last year then, but apparently it wasn't Clayton Thorson. It's been it a was long. a hodgepodge. They went like yeah. two and nine or two and you know what I mean. It was uh, it, it's been it's been a long year because last year's football season feels like eighteen years ago. It does. So I saw a perfect uh, um meme that kind of summed up twenty twenty, and it said twenty twenty. This you know twenty twenty is what you get when you mix up uh. Uh, your uh, deck of tarot cards and your deck of cards against humanity. <laughs> and John doesn't fe- find that funny. Thanks, John. My joke falls flush. <laughs> I'm not going to okay, repeat so- my joke. Uh, Nate, you missed my joke. John laughed right. so much that he ran out of breath, and that's why I was quiet. <laughs> well, maybe you should repeat the joke. Is that funny? I will no, tell you no. the joke. Uh, we're, I- just, we're just moving on now. Oh, okay, the, we're the, talking about Northwestern football. Okay, the founder, the, the leader, has spoken. Yeah, it's fine. So Northwestern football, they are they sure are a football team. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's for sure. Have we talked about them at all? No, we don't even. Know. We, we we talked about yes. the quarterback situation. Peyton Ramsey. We also against Iowa. The one stat that should stand out to everybody was they ran the ball 60 times for an average of 2.3 yards per carry. That that is rock fighting at its at its finest. And we probably, you know, I think it was Haas Reuter who came up with the term rock fighting and I agreed with him. And that's that's what Northwestern does to people. They get into I mean think about it. Do you guys ever get into clod fights when you're kids? Yeah. No. I guess not. I got into a lot of them. I could have been a major league pitcher at one point, but life didn't turn out with those kinds of circumstances. I was a damn good clod fighter. You get into a clod fight, you realize what you got to do, especially if you're like one guy like I always was against like five guys. You got to wait until they look away and then you hit them. Okay. So so you're a sucker punching bitch. You get into these fights like this and what you're doing is you're trying to you're trying to not necessarily injure your opponent with a rock or a clod 
But what you're trying to do is to make them not want to do anything with you. You're trying to make them leave you alone and run away crying to their parents, which I made a lot of kids do that when I was young. Cause like I said, I could have been a major league pitcher at one point in my life. You know, this, this things didn't happen, right? That's how it goes. But 60 times running the ball for a 2.3 yard average. <clears throat> that's a, that's gotta be like looking at Iowa and saying, uh, we're just going to keep doing this and we're going to eventually wear you down and beat you and you suck. I feel like it's the, uh, the definition of insanity. And well, it works for them. They're two and zero. They ran the ball sixty straight times. Not straight, but sixty times. Okay, I, 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 I okay. That well, still running the ball sixty times for just over one hundred and twenty yards. That's just nonsense. They, 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 they threw the ball eighteen times, completing eleven of those. Well, that works out in our favor because I'm pretty sure we still have two corner or two defensive backs who have to sit out the first half of the game. So. <laughs> Hell yeah, run, run that ball 60 times in the first half. Wait till we get to, uh, um, don't tell me, I will get it, Deontay uh, and and uh, uh, Cam Taylor Britt back. Thank you. You know that, that they help in the run game too. Shut up, Nate. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but Scott God, said Nate. about Northwestern, uh, there is no secret to beating Northwestern. And there isn't. You just have to play a clean game. They're very, he's, everybody knows this. Northwestern, they're very disciplined. They don't make mistakes. They make other people make mistakes. And and where are they at right now with regards to mistakes? How did they beat Iowa with such a crappy offense? What is that Iowa's kid's name, Petrus? Petrus, I think. Whatever. Yeah, he threw whatever. like 84 interceptions. <clears throat> Penn State right now's defense is is what is it twenty first in the nation or something like that. Penn and their State defense. I, I'm say, sorry, Northwestern fifth in scoring defense right now. I think. Yeah, and how many? And if you look at interceptions, let's let's look nationally yeah, at interceptions. Where's Northwestern? They're twenty first. Yeah, with six interception with six interceptions. Okay, does that sound impressive? No. It More doesn't. Than we have. Okay. We have zero. They're twenty first. They're twenty first with six We've interceptions. Only played one game, Nate. Two games in two games. Okay, all of the other teams ahead of them have played six or seven games. Oh, that's a good point. Very good. Very yeah. good. I, okay. Mm. So. Our problem, our problem is, is, is number one. I think on defense, we just we're going to have to sell out to stop the run. We're going to put our defensive backs on an island covering their receivers, and we're going to look at our defensive backs and say, "Can you do better than you did against Iowa, Ohio State?" Because, you know, maybe stay within a yard of them this time. You know, and Northwestern's probably going to run the ball sixty times for two point three yard per carry average. They're dependent upon Adrian or Luke throwing inter- interceptions. Or fumbles. Uh, yeah, or fumbles. Us, us to make our mistakes. Or penalties, drive-killing penalties, like the one we had against Ohio State last week. Two, Two weeks, weeks ago. Last game. Whatever. My God. How long will this pandemic go on? <laughs> anyway. So, so uh, from my understanding is that, my, or my math, it was that right now, Northwestern is running a 70-30 ratio rushing to passing. 
So they don't care if they're not getting a whole bunch of yards. Uh, let's see. The guy I was talking about on my podcast, Isaiah Bowser. Right. He, in, yeah, through two games, has 48 rushing attempts for 155 yards. That's 3.2 yards a carry, and they keep on rushing him. The second guy is Drake Anderson. He has 104 total yards, and if I remember correctly, he had 103 against Maryland. He had one rushing yard against Iowa, and they rushed him seven times. So they just – it's like uh, – I think like they're a just rock saying, fight. Kind of like a rock fight, but it kind of reminds me – and, and I don't know how many basketball people we have listening to this. There's a thing called the flux offense in basketball. <laughs> the okay. flux? The flex. Flex. F-L-E-X, oh. like flex. Oh. Uh, yeah. And everyone knows how it's going to go, okay? And you prepare against it, but it's just like when you actually hit it or when you actually defend against it, boom, you get hit by a screen layup, you know? To me, that's Northwestern. It's like they do what they do. It's very sound. They're very smart. They don't make mistakes, and they wait for you to make mistakes. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's, you know, then, you know, two years ago where we should have won by 14 points and we lose. You know, they're just like waiting, just waiting for you to make that one mistake, and then they capitalize on it. Kind of like all the nerds you know in real life. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, but their football facility, I'm sorry. But when I saw pictures of that, the view they have of the, the lake, I'm like, I should send my children there. Not only if they would <laughs> offer them full-ride scholarships, <laughs> which they won't. But Hey, you never know. You never know. It's true. No. You know, between, <laughs> but between, I always said that if Stan, if I, if I had a son or a daughter, which you do actually, you have I, one I of each. But if they were any good at athletics and they are offered a scholarship by Stanford and Nebraska, I might have to tell them to go to Stanford. Northwestern is starting to move into that category to me. With that, I mean, it's like, I mean, you unless you think you're going to the NBA or the NFL or what other professional, you know, basketball, women's basketball in Europe or whatever. You might want that d- diploma from Northwestern or Stanford. Nate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is, this is unrelated. traitorous bastard. This is actually unrelated to the uh, higher education school, uh, choice of school. Would you actually let your just out of college daughter go to Europe to play basketball? Yes, because they make a lot of money over there. They make a lot more money in Europe than they do. like even these small like Eastern European countries. I have a friend of mine or I mean I have a friend I have a friend of mine who played for Nebraska and her friend Danielle Page was at her wedding in Vegas a couple years ago and I was talking to her and she is an Olympian and even though she's an American, but she's an Olympian in, oh, I'm sorry, Slovenia or one of those Europe, Eastern European countries. And they make way more money over there 
than they do in the WNBA. Wow. That's my understanding. Yeah. And and it's they love it over there that some of them are still living in Greece and so I was yeah. gonna say, would would you move over there with your uh twenty something child? Or would, would you I like, move no, she's a woman. Are you yeah, for God's sakes, Greg? I don't know. You know, when they get twenty, <laughs> they have their own lives for God's sake. Just, however, you know, how, however if she moves to Greece, I might follow her, but I won't live next to her. I'll give her her own space because I would love to move to Greece. So I would have thought you would have moved to Scotland. Ireland. That too. Ireland. Whatever. Where, where, where are the where are the Mahenchkos from? I don't know. I don't know any Mahenchkos. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Come on, Nate. I say it at the beginning and end of every episode. No, I'm not going to try again. Oh my God! Where are the Johnsons from? Scotland. No, we're Irish, so. Well, fuck you. you. <laughs> uh, and for for clarification's sake, Mahachkos. Mahachko, thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, it's Slovakian. Hotch. Slovakian. Okay. So if I had a daughter, Mahach. I don't. But maybe she could go play and for the the fatherland. You'd follow her apparently when she's still thirty. I, no, I, I'd like to go. I, I'd like to go check out uh, Slovakia, but I wouldn't want to stay there. It's like in the movie Euro Trip, uh, the the exchange rate from the American dollar have <laughs> like two dollars and seventeen cents, and they have like the uh, the the penthouse nicest you know suite in the hotel, and and the finest clothes and food, and it's uh they they, they really suffered after uh, the Berlin Wall came down moving on uh, <laughs> okay we got uh, three top tacklers so far on uh, northwestern's defense are our linebackers chris bergen patty fisher patty fisher you guys should recognize that name because he is a standout player and blake gallagher uh, the next three four five are are all defensive backs so uh, I, I i did not watch them play maryland so what you're saying is they don't do a whole lot with the, the big men up front? Yeah, other than block space. But I, I, you get the idea. They beat Maryland 42-3, to and I guess I was – I didn't watch that game because I didn't think it would be that good of a game. I thought Maryland would be better than that. Uh, but I was absolutely shocked that Northwestern scored 42 points in the first place. But, to be fair. You know, this is – here where defense seems to be optional for everyone, including a lot of teams in the Big Ten. So I'm pretty sure that the three of us could beat Maryland. Maybe not forty two to three. But I got a feeling that, you know, the three of us could first of all, we're gonna put John on the line. Maryland because, beat Minnesota. Yeah. I stand by oh, my okay. statement. Okay. Up right. Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Their defense really does look just completely uninterested in any kind of football. Uh, I mean, it but, looks terrible. My my rotten son last week and his girlfriend were wide. We all watched the game together, and he was worse at bitching about Minnesota than I can remember being about Nebraska in a very long time. And it was it was it was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we, we'd put John on the line because uh, uh, he's hideous and distracting, and uh, yeah, okay. And I would uh, I now I don't say this for any other reason other than I know Nate 
is faster than me and can catch better than me, but I'd be quarterback. And then Nate would be all the skill positions. and uh, Tight end, usually. All the skill positions. You're going to have to uh, – all right, if you're going to well, be the what's tight John? What's John? I'm the line. John's the, oh, the line. line. Okay. <laughs> no, John, I, 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 you know what's interesting, John, is that I want to see. Know, we, we, I want to see the tight end Nate McHugh do the jet sweep. <laughs> I did. I did in high school, but okay. Well, six I'm not in football. high school anymore. Six man, sure. six man football for you was a long time ago. Oh, eleven man. Thank you very much. We're not that small. Uh, to huh. be determined. Huh. Yeah, we're, we're just a bunch of corn farmers in Nebraska, right? You know. Greg Mahochko, huh? We got plenty of corn farmers around here in Illinois. I know. I think like we're you're geared of... up for a rock fight or something. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> I got, I, I got nothing. I'm looking around. I got nothing to, to challenge you with. I, I bow down to you in your superiority, Nate. Oh uh, yeah, whatever. You're still gonna get hit with a rock, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't do any good. That's what rock fights are about, pal. God damn it, God, stop it. And then you run home to you run home to mom crying, you little bastards, when I hit you with a clod right in the side of the head. Do we have more about Northwestern or do we want to do predictions or how's this um, gonna go? Real quick, uh it we it, we had it on uh Coronation. Obviously it was on uh Huskers.com, made made the news. Um but uh there was a, a member of the uh Husker wrestling team who uh was killed uh, in a car accident this morning in Lincoln. Uh, his name was Christian Miller. Uh, he was a four-year uh, wrestler for Mark Manning's squad, had a 15-9 record. Uh, you can read everything at coronation.com uh, because, John, you were so quick to get that story out there for everybody. But, you know, obviously, you know, I don't know if thoughts and prayers is, is still a thing that people say. It's something I say. So, uh, you know, we... Well, apparently the other passenger in the car was another wrestler, although he wasn't a, a Nebraska wrestler, but he was a Nebraska high school state wrestler that was a parent friend of Miller's. But two 21-year-old young men uh, getting killed in a car accident. Uh, it's way too young. Uh, it, you know, it sucks. And when you see Mark Manning, if you've ever been around Mark Manning, you know that he's pretty much a father figure to all of those guys. And they're, they're all pretty much a close knit squad. So I can't imagine the shock that's going through with the going through the whole student body or the student athlete body in Nebraska, all the people that knew that kid. So yep. it sucks. It does. Was, so. was that, was the accident on 27th street? I guess it was. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we had uh, some people say that they saw it, but it, yeah, and, and I guess we shouldn't say that that's confirmed unless you've seen that somewhere else. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's it's just like you know, I'm 35, and it's like I mean, that could have been me type of deal, you know, or you know, if our kids or my kids when they get older, that could have been them type of you know. And he's a college kid, and probably not even thinking. You know, at that age, you know, you're not thinking about mortality or anything like that. Right. You know, you're probably, you know, it's a Thursday or the Thursday morning. You know, he's probably thinking about cl- his classes he's got to get to or whatever, maybe the weekend or practice or whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, you know, there's 
there you go. And it's sad. And, you know, I, I, I hope uh, that the university sent out some video of him. Uh, at least I got an email of it. And so maybe it's weird and it's actually kind of weird timing. And I don't know. And it, may, and it probably means nothing or whatever, but I played basketball. However, this past week, um, my wife and I are going to try to put my son into wrestling at a, a local wrestling place here in Weeping Water. We're going to try. I don't know if they're going to let us in because we're not from there, you know, and it's weird. And I actually am not putting it together is that when I heard that he died, I'm like, oh, it makes me want to go to a wrestling match, a Nebraska one, you know, to go support him, you know, because that. That team is now, you know, going to be wrestling without one of their friends. He said he was a four-year. This is his fourth year. He was a four-year. Yeah. He was so twenty-one. So yeah, that almost that entire team knows him. Yep. And so it's like you want to go support them type of deal. And it's like, oh well, if my son's in the wrestling, maybe that you know. So it's just kind of a connection I just kind of made. Uh. So I don't know. You really, you know, you feel bad you really feel bad for his parents or any other yeah. family all of his friends and you know yeah you pray for him well sorry to bring the show down everybody next week i'll lead off with the tragedy and then we'll jump to the fun stuff but let's get to this week's predictions nebraska at northwestern we're gonna lead it off with the man who hates making predictions nate yeah Actually, you know, my my podcast, I found out or I thought afterwards. I said, yeah, here's my prediction. And I said, oh, it could go this way or that way. And I actually left it at that. And I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we could blow them out. I also think that we could lose by seven. And I think the difference is turnovers and whether we can stop the run. If we do not turn it over, I feel like I'm going to do it again. If we don't turn it over – and we stopped the run. I think we win by 17. However, I feel like we're going to turn it over once. And we're gonna, they're going to be able to move it on us a little bit. <laughs> so I'm going to say we win by... Wait a minute. Are you, you're a lawyer? Do you yes, do I'm... this out loud around customers? No. Actually, I, I'm not gonna get in, I can't get in the conversation I had today. But I had a very interesting conversation today. But I can't talk about it, obviously. I'm going to say we win by 10. All right. Give me a point spread. You got to give me a point. Come on. Oh, uh, so the point spread right now is four. That They are what? favored by four. Oh, okay. So but I'm is gonna... it going to be like 14 to four or is it going to be 31 oh, I have to give you. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> is so I think 28-18. Okay. <laughs> it's like you've never done this before. <laughs> I don't like having the – because guess what? Now I have to put that – preview in the Mike's article, right? No, you don't. Why? No, you don't. You see this, I never make the same prediction twice. <laughs> I, I make like three or four predictions. And then I tell people about the one that I was right on or that I was closest on. How do you think Phil Steele built an entire fucking Phil Steele cult of personality? It's because he has a 320 page magazine and 150 of those pages are it is him reminding people of the shit he got right. 
but he made 84 billion different predictions for teams. So he's always going to get ones right. So what the key to making yourself into like uh, I was going to be a major league baseball pitcher one day, but life didn't work out that way is to just say the ones that are correct. Like for Northwestern, I'm going to say we're going to beat them 42 to 28 because we are going to stop the run. I mean, they're going to run Isaiah Bowser. Have you watched him run? He runs as fast as you, Nate. He just happens to be strong as fuck. He is not a breakaway guy. He's going to break away for a breakaway run for Isaiah Bowser is going to be like seven yards. Okay. Uh, what was the score? The, uh, that I'm say? predicting? Yes, yes. 42 to 28. Okay. That's 14. Maybe. I don't even, I don't, they'll, they'll get to 28 maybe. You think they're going to score that much? We're going to, yeah, we're going to just, uh, Omar Manning, man. Omar Manning. He's no, going to be on the field. So is Luke McCaffrey. So you think the so Bra- is you think Northwestern's going to score that much? I don't think they are. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt against Scott Frost is going to only have a, a travel squad of like 60 players. So we're going to score like 42 points in the first like 15 minutes of the game and then have to play second team and third team guys. How about this? I think well, what score did I give? 28, 18. 18? If Nebraska scores over 30, we win. I think. Okay. And I, I know I just said 2018, but I don't think Northwestern is going to score that much against us. And I, of course, now they're going to, now that we've said that, right? But I, I think everybody that, is scoring. Everybody is scoring in the year 2000. They scored 21. You said you were talking about how they averaged like two yards or what, three yards a carry? 3.2. Iowa. I know, but yeah, and that was against. And the first game was against Maryland, and that's a first game. Forty-two to three. Okay, okay. I know. When you when you're an Iowa fan, what do you think a high scoring game is? Twenty points. (laughs) Twenty points, right? So that was a high scoring game for an Iowa game because them fuckers can't count past that much anyway. (laughs) Can we? Is there a? Go ahead, ask your question. Nate. I want to look up this, the, our Northwestern Nebraska series. Because have they scored over thirty? Or they probably have. Well, we're about to find out. We're not going but, anywhere, folks, until we get. Was it like thirteen ten? What was last year? Thirteen ten. That was. That was a, a, a not a great game. <laughs> no, it wasn't. There's was two really bad teams, and like where no. we. Uh, yeah, we have no kickers, and then right, and the kick that we won on easily could have been blocked because it was like a straight line kick. You know, my internet's being a piece of crap. Oh, here we go. Okay. Okay. Well, thirteen uh, ten was last year. The year before was thirty one thirty four. I think our defense is much improved, and I think their offense is and. Their offense is better two years ago than it is right now. If we if we score thirty, I think we win. That's that that's what I think. Okay, next week you you can remind people if we were right. Oh well, that means I have to come back on. But anyways, go. Okay, My, so I said forty-two to twenty-eight. I think that. Uh, 
Omar Manning is just going to completely be in a position of dominance and that the quarterbacks are going to put him in a position to succeed and in doing so take a lot of pressure off of the Wandale Robinsons of the world. And uh, and I think I think Yeah, I'm gonna go uh I'm, I'm gonna go forty five twenty one. Forty five twenty one. And I think I think uh, honestly the bulk of Northwestern uh, points, let's say they'll have two first half touchdowns when we don't have two guys in our secondary. I think this I think this Nebraska team is due for an offensive explosion. And Okay. Yes, Nate. Okay, so if if any of our scores happen, I think Nebraska has turned a corner. I think, as far as a program going into Penn State, because I, I think if any the, of our, if if any of our scores happen, one of us whoever picks those scores needs to go down and pick some lottery numbers. I'd like to especially. I'd like to stay they're home. They're favored on to win, but we all think because I would have picked us to lose against Wisconsin, and you guys may not agree with that, but I am picking us to win. By, I don't. Okay. That's fine, <laughs> but <laughs> but I think I'm just saying that we're not all homers here, and and uh, so I think we do beat them, and if we do beat them by a convincing score, I think that is huge for the program because we have all these young kids coming up, offensive line, offensive line, and going to Penn State, I'd feel pretty good about it, and an extra week to prepare. Yeah. Well, I mean, for for Northwestern, because oh, they didn't play Wisconsin. Yes, yes. I thought you were talking about Penn State. Yes, yeah. yeah. Next week, for, to for, yeah, good point. Okay, uh, that is our show, everybody. We appreciate you uh, making it this far. God bless you if you did. Uh, you can find us on most of your favorite podcast platforms. I know a lot of you listen right there on coordination dot com. We appreciate you. Check out all the other. Uh, podcast here on the uh, uh, Coronation Radio. Uh, we mentioned all of them at the top of the show. Of course, there's the flagship, the Five Heart Podcast, the number one podcast in your programs and in your hearts. There's also a Bangerangs and Daggers, John's Post Life Crisis. We'll have some type of post game reaction uh, recording for you after the Northwestern game, win or lose. There is the Counter Bootleg, and we would be remiss if we did not mention our friends from sunny Southern California the boys of the Big Red Cobcast. Check out all of the shows on coronation.com. For Nate McHugh, for John Dam Johnston, I am Greg Mahochko, reminding you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Oh, Big Red! Nate? We just need a win. <laughs>